The eyes of Texas were upon them, and they choked it away with a chance. This is an emergency live reaction to the college football playoff on Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday and Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Washington controls Texas and advances to the national championship. Now, the first thing you're going to hear, I know it's a wild finish, a wild finish. This instant reaction is going to give you a bit of how we got there. But I want to make a very clear point. Washington played Texas the way Texas played Alabama. I am not here to crap all over the Longhorns. I'm not here to dance on their they're great for the next 25 minutes. They're a big 12 team who put money in our pockets and made it to the college football playoff and had a hell of a season. Their best in almost 15 years. But Washington, please understand, Washington played Texas the way Texas played Alabama. This was a game in which the Longhorns were playing catch up in the most crucial moments. Washington was not only never out of it, they controlled when they had to. If not for an unfortunate injury, Washington wins this game at the very end. And there is no shocking finish in the Sugar Bowl. There is no Texas opportunity to win it right there at the end. But in a cruel twist of fate. This offensive genius, this Steve Sarkeesian who has brought Texas back, this beautiful story, has an opportunity to win the Sugar Bowl, and you're right there on the cusp of it. You've been gifted an injury to give you a shot, and you crap all over it. And it wasn't the only time where I felt like, oh, man, what is Steve Sarkeesian doing? There were so many times over the course of the night, you thought, all right, Steve, call your timeout. All right, Steve, what are you going to do here? All right, Steve, it's a, do, you, do you have a... Do you have a two-handed punt returner or kickoff returner? Do you have somebody with two working arms that can take a kick? I, I was not frustrated as much with the Texas the Texas secondary was bad. I will make the case over the course of this show that Quinn Ewers was not crisp when he needed to be. When the moment mattered the most, Quinn Ewers did not rise to that occasion. But I put a good portion of what you just saw on Steve Sarkeesian. You have had a month to prepare for what you knew you were going to face in Michael Penix Jr., one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the country, and your secondary is bad. Guess what we saw from the Texas secondary in this game? Bad. 29 for 38 for Michael Penix Jr., 430 yards. When Sean McDonough, the play-by-play guy for ESPN, is constantly having to update you with how close Michael Penix Jr. is to breaking new records, that's when you know the Texas secondary is probably doing what the Texas secondary has done all season long. And then, not only defensively, it did not look like Quinn Ewers was prepared when the moments were the biggest. I'll tell you this much. 318 yards is shocking. I am shocked that he had that kind of output, given the way he started the game and finished the game. Very slow start. Very bad finish. You saw at the end, how many of his passes, 24 for 43 is not good. How many of Quinn Ewers' passes there at the end of the game were just not on target? 
throwing it out of bounds, throwing it 10 yards away from everybody else. Again, I am not coming to you with the intent to rag on Texas and bury a team that's already down, but I need you to understand it never felt like Washington was in trouble in this game. And there's a reason everyone was tweeting 15 minutes before it actually ended. Congratulations to Washington for going to the national championship. We were tweeting that. We were saying that because given that injury, if you take that injury away, the time runs out. The clock runs out, and we're not talking about the dramatic finish that Texas was given. I, again, am not impressed with Quinn Ewers. He was not elite in this game. I am up the abhorrent Texas secondary is what lost them this battle. It is embarrassing that a team can be so good up front, an NFL caliber defensive line, and then the secondary gives up 430 yards. Michael Penix Jr. was nails. And maybe more than anything, listen to this. Washington was the better coach team. Kalen DeBoer, who you've probably never heard of, outcoached Steve Sarkeesian, who's supposed to be this genius that's going to bring Texas back. That didn't happen. And when the, when the moment was the biggest, when the lights were the brightest, Steve Sarkeesian just wasn't there. From clock management to having a guy with a cast on his arm catching kicks. Who does that? Not running the football. Texas was averaging two more yards per play running the football in this game. You know, you, it is challenging to average more yards running the ball through three quarters than throwing the ball by virtue of the fact that the ball in the air goes further the way you run it. And Texas still wouldn't run the ball. They said, oh, this is working. Let's not do it. There's a fail. Quinn Ewers, at the end of the game, shouldn't have had to have the ball in his hands. You just assert the dominance with the run. The Texas offensive line was good. Quinn Ewers was not. When when Twitter is blowing up about Arch Manning putting his helmet on, it riddle me this. When Texas played Alabama earlier this year, did you hear the name Arch Manning? You did not. Because Quinn Ewers met the moment. Texas ran the football. And you can't, you make the case, Jonathan Brooks being out made an effect on this game. Sure. But they have two great backs right behind you. They got two great backs that could have done it. And guess what? They didn't. Sarkeesian didn't give him the chance to. Instead, he put the game in Quinn Ewers' hands. And a guy who has been inconsistent this season, he is not elite. He was not in the conversation for the Heisman this year. And that was purposeful. Wasn't very good. This is the same guy that had 196 yards in that game against Texas Tech with a 57-7 to score was more a virtue of the way the defense played and situational football in which Texas had great field position. The same guy that had 281 yards against Iowa State and struggled to put a throw on target against TCU. They had so many games where you just walked away and thought, huh, I don't know if Quinn Ewers won that game as much as the Texas defensive line, the run game, and the ability to control late Kansas State. TCU, Iowa State, games that felt a little hairy there at the very end. And it wasn't always Quinn Ewers that sealed it. It was just that Texas was the better football team. Tonight, Texas wasn't the better football team the same way they weren't last year in the Alamo Bowl. And Quinn Ewers going 24 for 43 didn't help that. Sark had something that was working that was running the football. He decided to stop running the football. His clock management was piss poor. Why is Matthew McConaughey not just on the sideline, but over by the benches for every time that I want to believe as somebody who went to Baylor, right? I know it's so easy to pick on Baylor for somebody who went to Baylor. I try to understand Texas. I try to give you the benefit of the doubt in some way. And then this happens. And, and Washington was the much better team tonight. 
Washington was the much better team. And I am shocked by that. The way that Texas went on the road and beat Alabama, the way that Texas walked through Big 12 play. This was the same Texas that played against Oklahoma, that didn't show up, that didn't finish. And I do believe, I really do believe that Steve Sarkeesian is at the very forefront of that. At some point, somebody has to get fired to the secondary. So one of the worst secondaries in college football. And, and who was the more fundamental team? It was Washington. You've had a month to prepare, a month to prepare. And Quinn Ewers is throwing the ball to me. I caught three passes tonight because he missed receivers on slant routes so badly. Washington, on the other hand, did everything perfect. Any ball put within range of a receiver, they were going to catch it. Michael Penix, DeBoer, their game plan was impeccable. And again, the right word to use for this game is Washington controlled it. And we wouldn't be saying otherwise if not for that injury. This was a game where Washington was up nine points, two possessions right there at the very end. And you thought, all right, you got a real shot. I don't and I, I, I get it. I get it now. I have more perspective, right? Why doesn't Texas kick a field goal and then give themselves an opportunity for a touchdown with a little bit more time left, right? Kick the field goal. Hey, we're the 30. We have Burt Auburn. He's really good. We kick it. We nail it. Two minutes to go. All right. Now we're set up. Now we can go score. I just, there's so many little things that I thought, oh, what an interesting decision by Sarkeesian. Let's see if it pays off. And then the offensive genius with 15 seconds to go can't draw something up for a quarterback who can't throw a football. Those, I don't know if I've seen so many non-competitive passes in a late game scenario, Quinn Ewers was non-competitive when it mattered most. Over the course of the rest of this show, I'll be here with you about 30 minutes. Over the course of the rest of this show, I, I want to get into, there was a one-armed guy who was returning kicks. And what does this do for the Big 12? Because now we get to, to kick Texas out without winning a national championship. And Washington plays Oregon in the title game. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. we got 20 minutes to go. Don't go anywhere. Let's hear from our sponsors over at FanDuel. Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I win, and I bet on the Washington Huskies. Middle of the game, I said, you know what? I think Washington's going to find a way to win this. They have been controlling things. They had it tied up at halftime, and it just felt right. Michael Penix could not be stopped because the Texas secondary was so bad. So I said, FanDuel, can you do me a live bet? And FanDuel said yes, and I made money thanks to the incompetent Texas secondary. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Put $5 on any money line of any game, and if your team hits, you win $150 in free play at FanDuel. It's that easy. Live, live same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Max a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best find, the best way to find popular parlays and more, visit FanDuel.com forward slash on. Make your bet a layup. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. I think incompetent is the right word to use for Steve Sarkeesian at the end of this game. He is a guy that's going to have to face the noise for the the decisions that he made, including putting a one-armed player in position to receive kicks. In what universe does that make any sense? That is almost as bad as doing a live shot of Bourbon Street on ESPN and thinking that's going to go well. That is in the same category with throwing a guy who's got one hand, one arm, and saying, oh, buddy can catch punts. Yeah, you know, I mean, he can catch kickoff. What are you? It's, it's something that small that's really not small. It's actually pretty big. 
then then the, as the game goes on, I'm thinking, all right, clock management standpoint, maybe Sark is just he's played a conservative there late, and we don't want to take too many timeouts yet. Let's see how this thing plays out. And in the end, you know, you have an opportunity. They had an opportunity to go win the game, but I didn't love the clock management. All right, you give them a free pass there, right? At what point are we going to change the secondary? Put me at secondary. Put somebody else. Put Jaden Blue in the secondary. Put somebody else in the nation's worst secondary, the Power Five's worst secondary. Then a Washington secondary. It's not very good. You have opportunities late in the game to go score. And guess what? Did you know? Did you know? Steve Sarkeesian, this this genius, this mastermind, the guy who's got it, he's refound it. You know, ESPN was mentioning his alcoholism, which was nuts. It's a be- to me, it's a beautiful story of how he came from a dark place. I'm not sure if they should mention it when they did. He came from a dark place and has built something at Texas. I can't deny you that. I can't take that away from Texas. You made the college football playoff. But then when the moment was the biggest, those last two drives, Texas got three points on 15 red zone plays. Think about the, the Burt Auburn field goal there with about a minute to go, a little over a minute to go, a minute, minute five. That was, a, that was a, a series in which Texas couldn't find the end zone. Then you get another opportunity where Queen Ewers throws a couple of balls away. And you got a chance, this, this genius, this mastermind, to draw up something. You've got four plays, buddy, inside the 15-yard line. And the first thing you do is drop it off to a halfback who loses a yard. From there, I was pretty confident this might not go well. And then we let Quinn Ewers start throwing footballs into the stands. Is that, is that the genius that is Steve Sarkeesian? Is that the guy that we were all supposed to fear? The same guy that took a while to rebuild Texas and got him back to a good spot? Is that what's going to fly in the SEC? The same Texas team that played at Alabama is pretty much the same team you just saw. The difference to me was Sark choked it away. He wasn't, he, he wasn't nails at the end. The emotional, the, the emotional reactions that he brought to the game too at times were like, oh, dude. Or at the very end, it's like, is he okay? You see in his eyes and the camera panned to him. They had a really good, great, like a crotch shot. If you're watching the game, they just zoomed in on his crotch and then right back out to his eyes. And he seemed like he didn't know where he was. Like he was frazzled out of his mind. And you saw that in the play calling with eight opportunities to go score a touchdown inside of two minutes to go in this ball game. And they didn't do it. Not only that, once again, you could tell Quinn Ewers was not on against a porous Washington secondary. That guy was throwing a ball to anywhere that wasn't his wide receivers. And Sark said, you know what? Let's keep on doing it. I know running the ball is working, but running the ball is not as fun as throwing the ball. So let's throw the football. Texas was and look, Texas was not perfect. Obviously, the turnovers were were bad. Uh, Washington giving the ball away to Washington, fumbling the ball away to Washington was not good. I am. I'm stunned. Right. That Washington played so crisp and Texas just didn't. I know that Washington had that fumble as well, but the way that Texas just losing the football, four fumbles, two of those lost. Not good. And and maybe that's why you keep the ball out of your running back's hands. But to me, when running the ball was working, look, 28 carries for 180 yards. Brother, my brother in Christ, here's what you bring to your water cooler tomorrow when someone says, uh, you know, I feel like Sark called a good game. You know, Washington just got lucky in the end. Here's what you say. Texas was rushing for 6.4 yards per carry. Please, please bring that to work tomorrow. If you wake up in time, 6.4 yards per carry and just ran the ball 28 times. No single player ran the ball more than nine times. C.J. Baxter, nine. Jaden Blue, nine. That 
is why I use the word incompetence. You put the ball in the hands of a kid who went 24 for 43 and didn't have it. They're panning the camera to Arch Manning, which they didn't do in the Bama game because Quinn Ewers looked so bad in this. Running the football was working and you stopped. You freaked out. You got down by double digits. You got down by two possessions and you stopped doing what was working. Steve Sarkeesian blinked and the apex, the Mecca, the biggest moment of that was putting a guy back there with one hand to catch punts. I get it. I'm sure he's a hell of a kid and a great locker room piece. But you don't trot that kid out there to catch punts. And and the muff punts, the dropped kicks, the dropped kickoffs were amplified by the cast on the kid's arm. In what world does any of that make sense? To me, Steve Sarkeesian lost this game when he needed to make the right call, to make the nails hard-hitting, here's what we're going to do, I'm calm, I'm confident. He didn't. And then his players are on the sideline with Matthew McConaughey. And look, I, I can't, I, I know I'm being nitpicky with that, but why is this actor just on the bench, just hanging out on the bench, talking to three players in the middle of a game with a two-minute drill, two minutes to go, Jaden Blue just scored, <laughs> or just had a big catch? And that's the guy who's firing your team up. There was a lack of control of this game in general from Sark at the very end. And that is what gifted Washington a win that they controlled. Because once again, Washington played Texas the way that Texas played Alabama. Before we get into some of these, before we get into the next message from our sponsor, let's get into some of these comments. We got a lot of live feedback here on the live show reaction of Texas falling to Washington. So before we hear from LinkedIn, Greg Hawkins says, LMAO. I, I can't agree more, Greg. I There is something about this, the way that it ended, right? It wasn't just sad. It was double sad the way that Texas fell apart at the very end. Here's this one. You have the ball four times inside the 13-yard line, and you come away with three points. That's embarrassing as a Texas team, although I'm more than good with it. Horns down from Trey Sargent. Trey, you landed the plane right here. Texas had so many opportunities for this deadly offense, this great passing attack. Quinn Ewers, he's old, he's experienced. Can he do it? That's not right. Here's this one. Why are you completely trolling with this caption? I think it's a title is the word you're looking for there from Diam Blue. I'm not. Washington controlled the game. Hmm. They were never playing catch-up. Texas was. Washington played Texas the way that Texas played Alabama. Sure, it was, it was, there was a chance at the very end, but come on. Come on. Bear the truth. Penix was dropping dimes. Great quarterback. I was so impressed with Michael Penix. Brian Scott says he is like 28 years old, which is a point that is true. He is old, but was hurt. But was hurt a lot, I guess. Dime blue, same guy. If Quinn Ewers throws the ball low, that's a touchdown. I think that applies to like 15 different passes that he just aired out into the stands. Probably not good. Friction hitch, Washington was always going to win, and Penix is incredible. That's what it was. I think the better team won today because Washington established the line of scrimmage. They held the Texas they held the Texas uh, defenders at the on the interior enough to allow Michael Penix to score to throw for four hundred and thirty. I said it in a, in a show earlier this week. There is a 
there was a very good chance Washington wins this game if Texas cannot establish the defensive line, and Texas never did established defensive line. Immaculate. Good buddy Immaculate in here. Our first college football final with no SEC team. This is going to be a storyline over the course of the next week. I, I am I am confident, actually, because of the prowess that the SEC brings, uh, because of the eyeballs, because of the brand deals the SEC brings, that this will be one of the lower watch national championships. And I hate that, right? Because I'm the same guy that loves watching Kansas State, Iowa State. I think Farmageddon is great. However, America turns its eyes to the SEC. The SEC wants you to believe that. And for the most part, they've been able to back it up. I hope. And obviously, this is going to have more viewers than TCU, Georgia. That was a uh, a crap show. I hope that people are glued to this national championship with Washington and Michigan. I will be. But it'll be interesting to see the way a lack of an SEC team will actually play in. Uh, by the way, this was Texas' last game in the Big 12. Freaking awesome. William Robinson says it. Texas is back. <laughs> yep. There you go. Texas is back. Huh? Um, love it. Hard to run the ball when the other team's about to boat race you. I think Trevor McGuire hits it on the nail here. Hits the nail on the head here. There were times where Texas felt like, hey, if we run the ball and it's not successful, we have to punt. What if Washington's going to go up to the point where we can't defend that? Washington's going to race this to the point where there's no way for Texas to get it back into it. Maybe that is why Sarkeesian didn't want to run the ball. Again, 6.2 yards per carry. And you decide to throw it, whatever, 45 times in this game when Quinn Ewers is just not on. That, to me, cannot happen. That is incompetence. Texas, my my man, just absolutely, absolutely run the football and 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 you've got you've got a shot. Uh, this one, Steve was drunk. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. But man, very confused with a whole lot of what we saw at the end of this game from Steve Sarkeesian when the opportunity was was there he didn't match it coming up what does this do for the Big 12 that's what you come here for right the Big 12 take this is very good news I'm I'm very happy to explain to you why this is good news and I will dance in the Longhorns grave a little bit can we do that together can you and I do that can we all together dance the Longhorns graves just a little bit I'm not gonna it was a good season I can't take that away from you but look I got this puppy. I got the Big 12. All right. This is good for us. Locked on Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. Look, look, this live show, Texas loses to Washington. And when I, I that's I said it right. I said it right. Texas loses to Washington. Washington beats Texas. There's not a there, there was not a time where I believed, oh, wow, Texas is about to run away with this. And that's why I think the Washington controlled this game. You can control the hiring game, just like Washington controlled Texas at LinkedIn jobs. Jump into 2024. Hot. There isn't. It's just not. A, it's not just another job board. Right. You get easy, qualified candidates within 24 hours at LinkedIn. They are the number one, number one site in developing quality hires versus leading competitors. I also want to know, hey, small businesses, how can we help you? And that's what they do. Time, resources, whatever you need. LinkedIn right now for free. Post your job. LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Keep in mind terms and conditions. They do apply. Washington over Texas. What does it do for the Big 12 Conference? Well, more than anything, this says, look, just because Texas went to the college football playoff doesn't mean they get to go out on the highest note. Texas didn't get, listen to this, listen to this. Texas did not get as far as TCU did last year. 
There is one Big 12 team who has won a college football playoff game, the TCU Horned Frogs, and that stays true tonight. TCU and Sonny Dykes did something that Texas and Steve Sarkeesian could not. This was the champion of the Big 12. Texas was the best team in the Big 12 at the end of the season, but they don't get to go out on top. Had they won a national championship, we would never have heard the end of it. Had they come out and dominated a Washington team that I heard a lot of people saying they would, Texas was a four-point favorite. And there were there was a massive crowd of folks who were so excited about how oh, Texas boat raced the Big 12. They beat Alabama on the road. There's just no way that UT is going to lose to Washington, right? The same team they lost to in the Alamo Bowl next year. No way that happens again, right? Okay. See, to me, what we just saw from a Big 12 perspective shows that those teams that competed with Texas were not flukes. Texas won against TCU and Kansas State and Iowa State. Texas won against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. But look back at that Houston game. Even look at the Kansas State, the TCU, the Iowa State, the teams that played right up there with Texas. There was not a consistent point where the Longhorns were just blowing everybody away in the Big 12. The Big 12 competed with a college football playoff contender, and we no longer have to listen to Texas fans telling us they're back. We don't have to listen for eons about how Texas played a national championship in Houston. They got to play Michigan and two of the biggest brands in college football, and Texas went and won it with Steve Sarkeesian, and, and, and they had Quinn Ewers, and they fought through injuries. No, no. Texas used one of the best defensive lines, I think, in college football history to lose against Washington, to not dominate the Washington offensive line. We didn't see, we saw a better version of Texas than we saw against Houston, than we saw against TCU or Iowa State or Kansas State, the same Texas that struggle in some of these games against teams that we would all consider to be inferior. We saw a better version of that, but there was never a point. Listen to this. Listen to this. There was never a point after Alabama where I thought Texas is the complete package. And you cannot, brother, listen, listen, you cannot make the argument that they ever were. Because their secondary was one of the worst, if not the worst, in the whole Power Five. Not just bad by a college football playoff standard. Their secondary was one of the worst in the country. Their head coach couldn't coach when the moment was big enough. And you saw that on display against Washington in the Sugar Bowl. And more than anything else, their quarterback wasn't elite. Who is the better quarterback, Michael Penix or Quinn Ewers? That's easy. Obviously, Michael Penix Jr. And that was the biggest difference. I know Washington did well in the trenches and the secondary stepped up when it needed to, but maybe above all else, not even maybe, above all else, Michael Penix Jr. made Texas look stupid. Made Texas look stupid. Quinn Ewers this season threw for 21 touchdown passes and six interceptions. He was never, he was, he was outside the top 15 of the country in QBR. And I know that being in the top 20 in the country in QBR is good. I know that's good. I'm not going to say Quinn Ewers is bad, but he's not elite, brother. He was never in the Heisman conversation for a reason. And it wasn't due to injury. He was never in the Heisman conversation because just like you saw on display against Washington, He's not always nails. He doesn't always have it. And he was forced into one dimensionality over the course of the, of at least the last five games, negative rushing yards against Texas tech and Iowa state in a couple of games that he didn't, in my opinion, he didn't facilitate those wins. He wasn't the reason they won. And it's tough to point to a lot of Texas games this year and say that Quinn Ewers is the reason they won those games. The defense being the big, 
big factor for the Longhorns and the way they were able to dominate the games they dominated. For yours, there's a reason the cameras were all at Arch Manning, who hasn't played this year. If Joe Burrow was at the podium, the cameras would be on Joe Burrow. It is a matter of Michael Jackson back from the dead is on the sidelines. Quinn Ewers doesn't command that kind of respect from college football, and he hasn't earned it. And you saw it again. He's more mature. He's a better quarterback. He's got a better head on his shoulders. I would agree with all that. I would go as far to say that's all true. But he kept throwing the ball to ghosts. So now, from a Big 12 perspective, can I be honest with you? Can I tell you the truth? I had a couple beers. Uh-huh. I said back after the game, right after the game, I had a beer. During the game, I had a beer. When Washington was, when they were controlling, this was all kind of the same beer. Wasn't a lot of beers. But it just felt like, huh? Good. We owe Texas nothing. I will take your $6 million from the college football playoff. That will be great for our conference. I'm not going to see it. So I'm not going to make a big deal about that $6 million, but it's fun. And Texas lost. I can kind of get behind that. I hope you can too. I hope your takeaway from this is that Texas fans cannot be insufferable because guess what? TCU fans will always have, oh yeah, what happened against Michigan? Well, they won. They went to the national championship. Full stop. For Texas, it'll be, oh yeah, what happened when you went to the college football playoff? And you know what you're going to say? Oh, buddy, get ready for this. You know what they're going to say? Come on. Every time you're going to say, the Texas fans are like, yeah, we went to the college football playoff. You're going to say, oh, what happened when you were there? Well, at least we made it. That's going to be the rhetoric from Texas fans for the rest of time. At least we made it. At least we made it. So what does this do for the Big 12? It keeps Texas out of our hair. They get to go to the SEC and lose. I'm confident. I am confident they're going to struggle. They may go 9-3. and three. It can be an admirable 9-3. and three. Good for you, whatever. We don't have to deal with the, the complete... with, And it's gotten better with Sark. It has. This is the most respect that I can give a Texas team in a while. We don't have to deal with the debauchery, with the yelling, with the annoying, just constantly have to tell you about something. No more. We get to be done with this. That same team that sucked for 12 years is gone. They get their one good year on the way out. They won the Big 12 championship, and they may scream that. But guess what? Who cares? Who cares? Had they won the national championship, that would have been a tough pill to swallow, but they didn't. And so we can all go to bed happy. Let's do that, dude. Why are you still up with me right now? What are you doing? What are you doing? 12, 23 Central Time. You're all maniacs. I don't have work tomorrow. That's big. I should quit my job to take a new job later. So <laughs> that works out. But the rest of you, good luck. Good luck. And this has been It Always Will Be. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Texas loses. Texas loses. You can say it. You can say it out loud. It, it applies. Locked on. Thanks for making this your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. Dos grande.